many times have you been a biological Dude, this is why I love you. Even in this ripe old age, you're still educating me, you know? On culture. Hey, you come here to learn. Exactly. All years. Speaking of learning, Banmore, you shouldn't have asked me this question because I'm going to go deep into it. Father Chiku, drag scene in Pakistan? Question mark, question mark. I actually know weirdly too much about drag scene in Pakistan. Uh, uh, even you guys told me a bit about how it's like the, isn't that the trans thing is like very looked down on. So that's kind of like they're magical creatures, creatures from a Studio Ghibli film. It's like, yep, fact. But look, what happens is, first of all, there's actually mm, mm, weirdly mm, mm. an acceptance yeah. of being uh, transsexual in Pakistan. Like, no one looks at it as like a weird thing. Yeah. It, people look that's, at it as like you've been dealt a bad hand in life, but that's and it's right. easier to explain to people because uh, I was listening to this one uh, drag queen say when you were how do you how do you find it do you find it difficult explaining people what your situation is and I was like and she said that it's actually easy I tell them I'm a man but my soul is female and they right. get it. That makes, yeah, because okay. everyone understands the idea of a soul, yeah, and everyone yeah, already yeah. believes in a soul, and a religious iconography kind yeah. of thing too. But yeah. anyways, what happens in Pakistan is if you end up being a transsexual, um, your family often disowns you, which is or unless you're super rich, in which case they will keep it hidden. Yeah. And send you overseas when you're 25, and then you can suck as many cocks as you want. I should be fair. No, I'm joking. I'm uh, joking. <laughs> if you are unfortunately born in the middle class or lower class, it becomes a massive social stigma to the point where some families try to hide it. A lot of families sort of like uh, give you off to a transsexual or a, tr- a tranny clan. That's a whole different kind clan. of community. So it's like a monastery. Yeah, well, so it's. Yes, and they, uh, the funny thing is, this is where they get their history from. So they say that um, around 1300s or 1400, there was a Sufi saint, mm. and she was a transsexual, and she started getting popularity. And uh, this one sort of rich king, uh, no, not rich king, like some, mm. some regional leader summoned the Sufi saint, saying, who the hell is this tranny religious person? That we and so they brought the, so they brought this sort of saint to his uh, his like courtroom or whatever, and uh, and he was more powerful than the Sufi tranny saint. So he said, "Take off your clothes. I want to examine your body in front of the entire court, and public could watch it." Jesus, now, I don't know how true this is, but this is this is the story. <laughs> Some of it obviously might be true because this is recent, and uh, so the the Sufi saint, the tranny saint, takes off her clothes and she's butt naked in front of this thing. And she's obviously dying of embarrassment, but so the guy, so the 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 sort of uh, king says, "You're a fake. You're a man. That's what you are. I can see a penis." To which the Sufi saint is so traumatized that she takes a knife and she cuts off her penis. Fuck! And says, "If this oh makes me a woman, oh then so be it." Oh my god! Bleeds to death at that, in that situation. Holy shit. And so all the current trannies in Pakistan sort of believe that they belong to the clan of this Sufi saint. That's that's righteous. And that is such a like righteous strange twist of history. Like, really? And and anyway, so what now and what ends up happening fair, is fair estimate, you know, summation. As, as soon as the, the tranny clan find out that in some house there is a child 
that might be transsexual, they themselves go there and say, give us the child. Oh. And so there's a, a patriarch or a matriarch or whatever. And she looks after or she looks after like a bunch of kids. And then this is like, it sort of passes on generation Who's after generation. Who's funding this? So they themselves, so th- th- this is an important question. So the economy of the trannies over there. So now you've got, you've got like, obviously you've got like um, the, this, this sort of independent clan. It works as, as any other clan would be like, if you've got a certain surname or if you belong to a certain caste and how your family looks after you the same way, all the trannies are being looked after other trannies. Now their economy is a depressing bit. So there's a few professions that you can do as a trainee. There's recently there's more acceptance. They've been given like an official national identity card where they're not, there's no male or female, they're non-gender, but you, traditionally there was sex work. Yeah. There was uh, <laughs> just cheaper than a female prostitute. Eh? Cheaper than a female <laughs> prostitute, but yeah. nonetheless a great demand. Well, it's an economy. <laughs> it's an economy. Yeah. Then you also <laughs> have, uh, if, Someone find if they find out like if you're having a wedding at your house mm. or if you're having some kind of uh, festivity, they they've got their sort of uh, informers. They find out and they'll get there and they'll start dancing at your party mm. unless you pay them. Now it's actually hmm. seen as um, as like if you pay them money, it's it's believed to be a good omen for everyone. So it's not like uh, some people might be pissed off. They won't leave until you give them money. They'll keep dancing until you give them money. Yeah. And they're like, uh, and they'll low key, like in an innocent way, try to harass you. And so people give them money, but it's also considered if I give them money, it'll be Allah will give us good blessings. The belief is that Allah has fucked them over so badly. This is what the non transsexual believes that Allah has fucked them over so badly that he now loves them and anything that they pray for will come true. In, in, if a transsexual comes to you, the other economy is begging, organized begging for transsexuals. I'm so, well aware of that. Yeah, you're well aware of that because you saw that. So yeah. if if someone, if a, if a <laughs> transsexual comes to you and begs, and if you say, get the fuck away from me, immediately one of your friends would say, don't, don't do that, bro. Like if she... If she curses you, you are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people actually give them money. Shit. And and the more broad good old the, superstition. The eh? more broad thing is that there is a weird form of acceptance in society. It's interesting. It's trans- except recent. This is a recent phenomenon. Middle class urban women have recently found offense. To certain kinds of trannies. Also, we're not that different after all. So now, so urban class <laughs> women, what the hell? urban class <laughs> women are saying that the, these trannies are not trannies; they are gay men pretending to be transsexuals. Mm. Because even the, the the clergy, the religious leaders, uh, have acceptance of trannies. Like there was recently this case where this woman, this transsexual woman. Uh, basically uh, sued the government saying we need to have our national identity cards. We're not male or female. We are uh, transgender. That should be on the thing, on the ID card. We should be able to run for office, blah, blah, blah. So now in Pakistan, what ends up happening is that particularly any of these sort of laws, the parliament quickly says, go to the uh, Islamic Ideology Council. Islamic Ideology Council is a council um, I was going to make a comparison, but I'm not going to. But it's like a, a constitutional body mm. that sort of says that any laws that are inconsistent with 
their belief of uh, Islam can be stricken off. Mm. Um, it's a bit like the Senate, but less powerful than the Senate because in mm. other when things get really bad, the government can't tell them to fuck off. But either way, this 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 was immediately sent off to the council because the government didn't want to put a hand on it because they're like, oh, I don't know how the public reaction is going to be. But the uh, the clergy, the religious people, were in agreement with all the points. They were like, well, of mm. course, if you exist, then you need an ID card. Mm. And of course, if you exist, then you need representation and you can go to the, you can actually run for politics because there is an acceptance that God has fucked you over and this is not something that you created. This is something that naturally you were born with. So, so all of that went through. I just don't understand the reasoning behind it that like God hates them so much that now he likes them again. Yeah, because he's fucked them over so badly that now he's sympathetic towards them. Hmm. So he feels bad about it. Yeah, he feels bad about <laughs> it. <laughs> How did they come to that conclusion? <laughs> Religion is tricky, eh? Like, and that's what I'm saying. The, the only, the most of the uh, the sort of opposition to a lot of transsexual comes from rich, urban women. Mm, interesting. Who believe that it's actually mostly just gay yeah, men like pretending they to really be transsexual. Don't like them. Yeah, that's probably, it's probably, it is probably a similar... It's funny, it's not that different from something like the West, I suppose, but ironically, it's kind of like there are examples where religion, you know, can be used to accept people. It's usually seen as a way of like marginalizing people, but, it, you know, it's pretty funny that Islam is probably the most to to tolerant of like... Well, you know, I don't know, man. Buddhism seems to be like whatever, whatever. Oh, it's really? Cool. But yeah. you know, actually, uh, a lot with of Thailand is. I think that that's true. If you go that's to Thailand, true. I swear it's, to God, there's true. more transsexuals exactly. than there are women. But, yes, but yes, this, this that's, that's what true. I'm saying. It's sort of like otherization of transsexuals. Yeah. was actually brought by European colonials because right. when in a, because it has a, yeah in, in the Asia. Mughal Empire pre-British uh, there was this empire Mughal Empire who were the Muslim rulers of India the empire spanned on like pretty much what the subcontinent is and not only would they have advisors that were transsexuals there was an understanding that for a prince to learn how to become a man they need to be taught by transsexuals Whoa. so the transsexual community was just behind the the palace and all the children of the royal family went to them as like a school Shit. And, no, but and that's that's a european thing as well is it well eunuchs eunuchs i was gonna say yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like it's it's, it's that it's like they always want I don't know why but they always An want other. somebody that's like kind of got like uh, mutilated genitals <laughs> teaching their children and I think it has something to do with the fact that they're if not they sexual huh? they're not, because they're not sexualized or something I think it's that if it's a man there's a very good chance that they could overthrow the royal family oh and so they want as many men out of the circle remember, of influence as possible remember two and the other thing is uh transsexuals yeah. were the only community that could go into the male court and the women's court without any hindrance so impunity, the impunity. yeah and so uh, basically the the king did not like men going into his harem and all these women and obviously women couldn't go into men and so uh transsexuals were the only one that could so they became really influential because mm. they could take messages and they they became trusted people of the king and the queen and all that shit. <laughs> Damn. But what was They that? were warriors. There was literally tra yeah. trans uh trans soldiers that had their own battalions. 
What? That's crazy. Yeah, well, they'd just be allowed in the palace. That's why they'd be like what? a Praetorian guard, right? What was like, that thing that you were telling me about? I think it was like the. It was like when Mongolia. It was something. No, it was China. It was the fall of a Chinese empire, and there was a whole like. It was two factions. Yes. Yeah, and there was like a whole like thing of eunuchs, and they yeah. didn't the eunuchs overrule they. They, they, well, they, no, they well, stuck around, no, they stuck around in power for so long, and this is the same thing that happened in Europe as well. They stuck around in power for so long that they kind of became the bureaucracy of all of these kingdoms. Mm. And yeah, same thing happened. Same right? thing happened, right? right? And so after a while, they become the knowledge bank, I suppose, of how power actually works in that society. Right. They're the only ones that were allowed to do it. Right. So it was this strange little glitch in history. And let's not forget Dom Kang's point, which is a bit funny, <laughs> but it's true. in spelling. He was saying that, he used to say that eunuchs are the only people that can put 100% of their mind on learning yeah. about power, Because there's, no, there's no distraction from because sexuality. Because there's no distraction of sex. Yeah. Well, that's definitely true as well, actually. Yes. Like, it's just like Jordan. <laughs> but they were like really <laughs> loathed and despised once they were put into the military. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's just like this, someone's like just this soft bodied little like from the mm. palace just mm. coming out to the frontier and just be like, the emperor says I'm the general now. So it was just like, no. <laughs> but some of, them were, some of them were pretty boss, actually. There's this anecdote. <laughs> this is a true event of history. There was this uh, uh, princess of this uh, little sort of uh, town in India called Jhansi, and she's known as the Queen of Jhansi. Mm. And she, by all accounts, was a transsexual princess. Mm. But they kept her as a princess. During 1857, there was a revolt against the British. The British had occupied India. Yeah. And this was the first sort of fight of the Indians against the British, which they lost. But one of the key fighters in this battle was this feared soldier who would come and he would be sick at killing the enemy. Eventually, the soldier was killed. They pulled the helmet off. It was a transsexual or a woman, the, the, the princess Whoa. of Jhansi. And so she also became a folklore, and a lot of transsexuals in, uh, in like, subcontinent Pakistan and India look up to her as, like, inspiration wow. as well. <laughs> it was, like, real-life Mulan. Yeah, 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 Mulan. So there's more... So there's actually... Yeah, they all yeah. have that tale, don't they? There's more of that history. China, Lord well, of the Rings. Isn't that kind of like uh, Joan of Arc as well, or is that way off? Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I rescind my question. <laughs> <laughs> How can a man with genius at work... What is it? How good would it be if they found out that Joan of Arc was just a guy with long hair? (laughs) (laughs) He was true. Just comic book guy. Achilles. Yes. (laughs) Well, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. All right. Uh, (laughs) And if it doesn't, what will? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Sepoy uprising, that is true. That is the 1857 rebellion. You are right. Do you know why that rebellion started? Just a fun Mm, fact. mm -hmm. That rebellion started... When the British for the first time introduced a new sort of weapon that needed you to like bite off this little uh, packet of cartridge that had gunpowder in it, load it into your gun and shoot someone. And there was a rumor that was spread that they use uh, pig and cow fat as lubrication for these cartridges. 
And that's like sacred. Sacred for Hindus, cows, and uh, oh, Haram yeah, and for yes, Muslims yes. with the pig. And that's what caused the revolt. That's the craziest thing out of all of that. That's insane. It's like they're trying to kill us. Yeah, we had a good run. They're using pig fat. Get him! <laughs> Get them! That is, that is, yeah. The ain't the. It's pretty uh, cool, actually, in a weird way, because it's in a kind of like animal liberation. Yeah, the Brits, the uh, uh, Stooge McDuck says That's the Brits lied to the Indians, said it was mutton fat. Again, when we were studying this in our school history books, because we followed British... <laughs> what the fuck? You learned the weirdest history. Because 1857, it was like a proper revolt. We mm. had to learn about it. So we were doing uh, the British education, so all our exams and everything, and all the books came from England. And it's said in our books that the pig fat and the cow fat was a rumor. Yeah. And when that chapter came up, our teacher said, all right, now everybody close your books and listen to me very... Listen to me right. It was not a rumor. No. Your exams are British, so you must write in your exam it was a rumor. But I want to tell everyone <laughs> it was not a rumor. It was true, <laughs> and I want you to know this. Now, make sure you write in your exam it was a rumor because you need to get good grades. Did he back it oh. up or he just said, that's a lie, okay? No, he didn't back it up. She, she didn't back, back it up. up Surely they had oil to lubricate the guns at that point. Now, why would you be chewing on oil? That's worse. But it's a lot more labor-intensive to use oil. animal fat. Hmm? It's more labor-intensive to use animal Actually, fat. Actually, no, I don't think yeah, they would have had Yeah, but this is like fucking really? ages ago, dude. No. This is before palm oil and all of these... Yeah, but they had beans. oil. They had animal fat. They So it might be true. It might be true. Fuck. But I don't Tasty know if it was guns. like specifically pigs were sourced. <laughs> I think whatever <laughs> was cheap fat in the market they used. The original smoked meats. Smoked meats. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, should we now start the show? We're going to bullet. Wave to old glory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kenny Rollins. All right, I'm going to stop about this because people are saying Adib is now online. <laughs> Adib. Uh, all right, uh, let's start the show. Let's then. do it. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast. I hope you guys are having a great evening. We've got a... Howdy. We've got a podcast planned for you with lots of good segments. Part. Actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> with, with segments. <laughs> with segments. Should we do a reveal first? podcast now with segments. Huh? Should we do my, a reveal? Yeah. I think All right, let's start with that. To do that. Traditional Pakistan I'm going to have to cut this. And you thought you were the Pakistan <laughs> How do we do this? Boom. No. Boom. Oh, that no, that one's that's not it, working. That's it. Oh, this will one. do. This will have to do. This is not. This is more. This is. This is might be a bit of an anticlimax, but like you know, when you're on a podcast, you, you need all these quote unquote surprise segments that you can fill your hat with. Well, miss, before you open it, yeah, let's make it more surprising. Go back to the black screen. Why? Let's give people the experience of what it was like back in the day when all you had was FM radio. Kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is. Let me describe it to everybody. I know you think this is a audio medium but there's cameras this is an this is not just an audio medium it can be that will not help oh that was a do one more time that will not help the, that oh, will be an anti-climax all right Boom. that's a satisfying sound do you want to uh jordan a very inefficient i'm gonna i'm gonna let you unravel it because it'll be better where's uh Go there to we the go. black screen all right no that's silly 
you unravel. Stand up. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It is time for the king to make Whoa. his throne. <laughs> and you said that was an easy climax. <laughs> wow. Lord, that a is... historical school photo of Miss Loving Year 8. <laughs> That's the tranny fighter from India. <laughs> I do like how your dad was really able to capture the complete lack of expression in your eyes. (laughs) Those dead Asian eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have pupils? Yeah. I still don't know to this day. Yeah, I really don't. Little crab eyes. So my dad. So my dad was finally like, "It is time to draw you the only way that you can be remembered." As a uh, South American conquistador. <laughs> That's really, really cool. I'm going to hang it. I remember hang once uh, after we finished oh, sorry. doing a podcast, <sighs> Miss Love comes up to me and says, check this out. And it was yes, his sir. dad that said, Mace, do you have a conquistador hat? <laughs> to which he said, no. Why? And he said, I want to paint you with one own. It's okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> That's literally how it happened. <laughs> no. Hey, what are you doing? That's so disrespectful. Well, look. Right over the guy that's he's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just making yourself the new guitarist for the Foo Fighters, are you? That is hilarious. This is gonna be there forever, is it? Yeah. All right. This is, this is staying. This is this is it. This is part uh, of the, this is part of the. I mean, we've got we've got this. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week. You saw the peak. <laughs> now, so everyone does have a portrait up there now. Well, Jordan. Oh no, you do too. All yeah. the essentials Dude. of this podcast: Dude, you know me, Ali, Miss Love, Dave Grohl, with Go Chicken King. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? Jordan is a Roman uh, like uh, warrior. Me is a Spanish conquistador and Ali is an accountant. <laughs> Where we all belong. Yes. You guys in this in the relics of history and me in a cubicle. Yeah, and they're all absurdist paintings because we all know Ali would never be that clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Just a member of the Wiggles. What's going on? Yeah, you look like an Indian IT man there. <laughs> well, I'm pretty close to it. All right, yeah. can we start with our first segment? Yes. Um, actually, Jordan, can you give us an update? I've been reading about this new defamation case between Avi Yemeni and an anonymous, uh, what they call Labour Party troll. Yep. Uh, PR guy 17. What the hell is happening over here? First of all, who is PR 17? How long has he been a thing? And why is Avi suing him? Well, look, nobody knows who PR guy is. And I'm here to allay everybody's fears that, yes, yes, it is me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Pretty much, this is incredible. Because the press cannot get through their heads, everybody has this concept in their dull minds that the Australian press secretly for the Labor Party. They hate the Labor Party so much that there is a Twitter account that supports the Labor Party and so the only way that can click in their minds 
is that he is paid by the Labour Party to support them. There is not one genuine Labour voter in a country that usually votes for the Labour Party more than any other party, mm. right? Uh, that's that's the bubble that these people live in. So <laughs> they have been giving Avi Yemeni, who, and this is incredible, I have heard journalists sit there saying, I just don't know who to pick in this fight. I mean, Avi Yemeni's terrible because he's a racist. Anti-vaxxer. It's everything that the press hates, but it really shows that the press hates the idea of a government that's competent even more than they hate a man that is just like, okay, so let's go through the checklist, shall we? IDF, uh, so, yeah, fuck Palestine. You guys up for that? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Australian press love that. Uh, <laughs> hates vaccinations, hates the UN, uh, you know, says racist things, uh, all that stuff. That is less than a troll account that just points out how shit they are at their job. That is way less offensive to them. And that's why they despise PR Guy, because he spends his entire life on Twitter on in their enemy territory, pointing out their narratives as they do it. And so they're rooting for Avi Yemeni in this, to the point that they are giving favourable coverage of Avi Yemeni on the project. That should tell you everything you need to know. Are you serious? Wait, okay, so uh, what do you Whoa. think about Kangaroo Court's take on it? Now, Kangaroo Court has the balls to say this shit, but like, I'm going to use them as because I'm afraid of Avi suing us too. <laughs> but what they're saying, and allegedly, this is what Kangaroo Court is saying. So uh, Avi is suing um, the PR guy based on two things that he said. One, that uh, Avi Yemeni is a criminal. And second, that Avi Yemeni is a threat to national security. Now, I don't want to go into the details or anything, but from what I hear and from what I've read, that Avi has technically been convicted of a crime. I don't want to go into that crime. You can Google it. But again, I'm not sure, but this is what the media reports are saying that he was... So which means that if someone says he's a criminal, I don't know if that constitutes as defamation. The national security... Okay... What I'm trying to say is that even with Australian laws of being really favorable to the plaintiff, Avi is most likely going to lose this case. Yeah. So right. what is the motivation behind doing this in the first place? Now, Kangaroo Court, not me, Kangaroo Court says that this is actually because of the Liberal Party wanting him to do it. What's his evidence for that? They show a picture of Avi Yemeni from back in the day. We're hanging out with liberals. That's literally the evidence. <laughs> Which is why I'm not saying this. Man, look at his That's shirt. what the kangaroo court is saying. Uh, oh my Dude, who's the guy on the left? Look like? at him. Dude, the guy on the left. Israeli space marine. The guy on the left looks like a, a bad guy from Willy Wonka. Yeah, he does. And he's saying to Avi, "That's so good." Little Oompa Loompa. Um. Yeah. So give what, me the secret to PR's identity, and I'll give you all the gobstopper. <laughs> what Avi might—that's what he's doing it for. <laughs> what Avi might be successful in doing so is actually reveal his identity. Yeah, PR no. Guy. Well, he is going to be successful but why in would that. The but press the whole thing is this is amazing because they all just like yes, it's finally going to be cons uh, revealed that the only people that think that the press are bad in this country, where they frequently come out as the bottom least trusted profession in the country. The only reason they could be doing this is because they're paid to do it. It's going to be such a sweet reveal 
when it turns out that he is not paid by Dan Andrews. How do you know? He's just someone that stands up for Dan Andrews. How do you know he's not paid by Dan Andrews, Jordan? I don't know that, but I I I I, 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 I am calling it. it now. I don't think, I'm yeah. calling it. I don't think Dan Andrews I needs. Feel, I think you are a PR guy. Seventeen. Yeah. Well, look, that's that's a <laughs> exposed, fair exposed. Uh, critic. That's like that is a theory at this point. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, you can say that, Ali. And I'm just going to say now, you are going to be very disappointed when he is revealed because it's not going to be me. It's just, I'm telling you right now, no, it's no, going to be some dude, dude it'll be your that mom. lives in like Queensland or something. <laughs> what um, if it's your mom? <laughs> nah, she, 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 she wouldn't be writing what PR guy does. Right. I don't, I'm not familiar with this stuff, but like, why would the press be on his side? Because they despise anyone pointing out that they're lazy and right. part of a propaganda machine right. and dumb. Yeah. And that's what he does for his kicks. Right, and so they are so outraged by his existence. If so, they, and, and it's another thing again to start pushing this narrative that Google needs to be controlled. It's another tentacle of that, mm-hmm. and it all just comes back to them just wanting to be on Twitter and bitch about everybody. But as soon as someone comes on that platform, they're like, "No, no, get rid of them." Apparently, Twitter has right. already been asked to reveal his identity, and Twitter has said that uh, the only way we're going to reveal it is if there's a court order. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Damn, that hostile takeover was worth something, wasn't it? Well, the hostile takeover isn't complete. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're just doing it uh, with um, that chick that's a meme that everyone hates that was on Joe Rogan. Well, it depends what the hell PR17 <laughs> guy is even doing because... I'm telling you what he does. You can go look at his tweets now. He's amazing. He's just really good at trolling the worst people in the country. Really? Is he doing it in illegal? That's it. I'm following him on Twitter. You should. I'm following him. And you should. Get in on the meme as usual just before it ends. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's how I do it. PR guy 17. Um, I'm learning. Actually, to know more about this, Jordan's actually going to do a video on this. So you might hang on. This was just our sort of uh, preliminary take on it. So we'll move on to actually the next segment, which is, Jordan, what the hell is happening with the house prices? What are your uh, uh, predictions and what is your advice to young millennials and maybe even Gen Z out there and some sort of late on the bandwagon Gen X that are looking to buy a house? (laughs) Jesus, they're late. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, can we do polls yet? Well, if you've got, if Can we crowdsource this answer <laughs> to 400 people on Twitch that are watching this on a work day? Uh, I'm sure they're the people that I should be asking for huge financial decisions, but poll, should I buy a house? This yes was no? not for you, Jordan. This was for... But Please. I tell you what, if you bought a house last year... Mm. You got sucked in. Massively. This is what... So do you agree with this theory then, Ali? Don't buy a house for the next year. No. And then feed off the carcass of all the people that have gone bankrupt and have to sell their house. (laughs) Really sad, (laughs) but it's true. Well, look, I'm sick of this. Finally, the millennials get a break. You know, I mean, like being able to play Spyro well into our 30s wasn't good enough of a run. (laughs) And this is what I've been advising Jordan actually, Miss, about the house buying thing. Yeah. If you sit on your ass, Mm -hmm. you're going to make money. As in, as if you buy and sit on your ass? Don't buy yet. Yeah. The house prices are going down. With every dollar that that goes down, 
you are actually saving money. Well, I'll give you one. Uh, look, I'll give you one piece of advice which might shock and discredit you all. You ready for this? Jordan, are you ready for this? Yes. If you bought a house in 2017. Well, that that was a golden time. And sat on it. You'd double your money in you bloody two years. Uh, Miss Love's Ballad Bradjicks retrospective investment <laughs> advice. <laughs> you know what I also think you should have invested in? Microsoft. All right, that, that's my hot tip of the week. Dogecoin, Dogecoin if you got out early. All right, see you next week. See you next week. That's the cover of it's my... It's a thing called shorting. I don't really understand it. I'll leave it back to you. I assume it's bacon fat. Um, that's the cover of my profile pick of my investment firm. See you later. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Conquistador Enterprises. <laughs> the new fucking invasion. But another question that arises is, does it even matter the house prices go down if the interest rate goes up? What difference does it make? Uh... Jesus, that's a really good question. Yeah, you know what it that makes a, a huge. Question. You know what it is for a huge advantage. People that have been desperately shaving for a deposit over the last ten years, mm. mild advantage to them. I think that's probably the way to go, though. If you can, I mean, let's just say this though, right? Buying a house so. in the next year, terrible idea either way. Mm. Some winners at the end of this bloodbath that will ensue. Well, let's let's sort of delve into it. Every economist was saying that the worst case scenario for house prices to go down is about thirty percent depreciation, right? Yeah, but they've been doomsdaying that for decades. They have. Yeah. Mm. We're at sitting That's at seven percent now. If by are next, we? Yeah, wasn't it the, at least in like some metropolitan areas of Sydney? Wow, a 7% decline on houses that are worth $4 million. I'm sure you noticed that. <laughs> it's a cool 3.99. But like, you know, it, it progressively, even if it's 1 million now, it's like, what, 920,000, whatever it might be. Yeah. But what I'm saying <laughs> is... Um, yeah, what are you saying, Ali? I'm saying that it actually doesn't really matter either way. It does matter. You shouldn't buy one now. Look, because then you're just going to get hit with how? high interest rates and an expensive house. No, not now. So that's what I'm saying. The people that bought it last year and the year before, actually not even the year before, last year and this year are fucked. Why? Because they bought it at the peak price right. and their interest rates are now going to go up. So they over... If you find it, if you overstretch, <laughs> it also depends, man. It also depends how much... How much of it she borrowed from the bank? How much yeah. of it she paid herself? It's a yeah, whole she bought a stuff. house in Port Macquarie. Yeah. Like, if she know, bought... It, it costs gingerbread $30. House. Yeah. <laughs> if she got You'd it You'd be surprised that it's, it's too much for Port, I reckon. But, you know, everything's going up. Am I right? That's episode two of my personal savings investment portfolio. If she got it at a fixed rate, that's probably better. Beers. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But, like, but, here's the, but here's the question, right? Like... They've said that the housing market is going to, the bubble is going to burst or the price is going to drop significantly for It really forever. doesn't matter. The theory is, never and, and Jordan and I were nah, talking about this, that the, the, the <sighs> rise of uh, interest rates is inversely proportionate to the house prices. So it so matches. More, it matches. Yeah, the more the interest rate rises, the property, if this theory is true, then it really doesn't matter. But does what, that. What, it, what, hap what would happen is that the rentals are going to go up because the the market is going to become a rental market. So there's no. two ways you can live in a house, right? One, 
you have squat. a landlord and you squat. There's three ways. Three, three ways. Squatting, preferably. <laughs> but then you can either rent a property. Especially in winter. Yeah. You can either rent a property, which means that you have a landlord and you give them money. Mm-hmm. Or you can rent from the bank and become your landlord. Yeah. Right? Because either way, you owe money. So the question is, once the interest rate goes up, I think the economy would move towards a point where the question would be whether I should rent or whether I should buy a property. Yeah. And that is going to be a difficult answer. Why, uh, this might be a little silly, why do interest rates go up again? (laughs) Shoot. That is shoot. Shoot. Interest rates Uh. go up when... The, the banks decide to put it up. Well, yes. in Australia's case, the Hello. RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, which is not the bank that you go to, but the bank that your banks bank deals to. with. Yeah. Right. So they have Actually, a cost of money. So banks like Commonwealth Westpac would borrow money from Reserve Bank of Australia and they would borrow money at a certain interest. Now, when the economy is down, let's say right after a financial crisis, a 2008 financial crisis happens, the economy is tanking. What you want at that point is for people to invest money, right? Because yeah. there's such little money, people are losing their jobs. So we want you to invest money in setting up factories and setting up companies so you can employ more people, blah, blah. So the way you do that is by making the cost of borrowing really low. Mm. Because if, I, if you're a businessman and- What do you mean if? New shirts coming soon, Forest Hall. So yep, if you were, if you're, if you're looking to borrow money, and the interest rate is at one percent, you go like, okay, I can make my money back. I'll do it. But if the interest rate is seven percent, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't borrow money. In this case, I should just like sort of keep my money in the bank and reap off the interest. Now, when the economy is down and inflation is low, you want to make sure that the interest rate is low so people borrow money. In today's economy, after coronavirus especially, the market was flooded with dollars. Yeah. And so when that happens, everything becomes expensive because every, there's an inflationary uh, aspect to it. The only way you can control inflation is by raising your interest rate because there's already too much money in the market. So what the government wants to right, do is actually right, right. restrict that money. This seems to be Labor's position every time because they're dealt with an economy that's fl- flush with, like badly managed, but like flush with cash, right? Because it's always, didn't Keating famously no, rise interest rates? Huh? Didn't Keating famously rise uh, under raise. his, raise, yeah. That, that, I think yeah. he lowered them, didn't he? I don't know, actually. Now I'm going to have to, I think actually, I think when they first came in, yes, they did lower interest rates, but towards the end, interest rates but the were going up. Interest rates up. were ridiculously high when Keating came yeah, in. I think they, they were like were. in double digits or something. That's what I'm saying. But then he, his interest rates were... They weren't high. They were OECD average, but right. they were much higher than they are now. But again, i got to say, a house in the 80s costs 80 grand <laughs> and you could live in Vaucluse. It's crazy. You yeah. know? Yeah, like, but like yeah. Jordan, again, it's, it's proportionate. The house was 80 grand, but your And people's salary wages were several dollars less than they are now. <laughs> was like... You're, 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 Sometimes you're, a shame. Your wages were like 15 grand a year. No, they weren't. grand a year. No, they, they really weren't. They were a little bit less than they are yeah, now. They like I swear, people always say this well, about the nineties. It's just like remember when chips were a dollar fifty and now they're three dollars twenty. Yeah, that's true. But for like big purchase decisions, they weren't that much worse off, you know. Either way, the the, the sort of boomers have benefited a yeah, lot. Yeah, of course. They're the 
if there's but any I'm sick of, come a bit like I'm sick of our generation shitting on them for just being born in a different time that was better than ours. No, That's no, true I'm too. not saying that. But like, if someone makes a shitload of money off of Bitcoin, I reserve the right to say, "Yo, you made a shitload of money off of Bitcoin." Yes. Not because, oh my god, how financial genius. How, <laughs> finance, no, or like <laughs> how unfortunate, or like how proved that you were born into a time when Bitcoin was a thing and it just took off. All of those things matter, but like. Oh, spade a spade. You made a shitload of money off of it. True, but if you have a house, you don't really have an investment. You can trade it for another house. Well, actually, this is what I'm saying. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to say is, in my opinion, I am no economist, but in my opinion, these rising interest rates is actually going to be a very good thing. Because what that does is, a lot of our stupid... The assumption was that after 2008, if we reduce the interest rate, like I said, that there will be increased investment, people would invest, people will have more jobs. Mm. That's not what happened. Mm. People started parking money into bullshit investments that create zero jobs. So like people would buy two, three houses. Why would you set up a factory when you can make more money from capital gains sitting on your ass? Mm. It makes no yeah. sense, right? There's the incentive over here is not to put your money in productive shit, yeah. but to put your money in low productive shit. So once the interest rate goes up, that entire avenue of making money of property kind of diminishes. Mm. Now, how do you make money? Mm. You Now you have to fucking invest it into a business. So it's And you need to make sure that the business does well because the interest rates are going up. Feudalism never died, hey? The best way to make sure that you are continually prosperous is to just own heaps and heaps of land. Right. Yeah, but like I think this is a point where the uh, owning heaps of land or housing or whatever was way better in 2000 to 2020 than it will be from 2020 to 2040. You think? Yeah, because 2000 what 2008 did was keep the literally the interest rates were 0% and then maybe 1% throughout the world. I mean, the developing world, the developed world, the interest rates were so freaking low that there was no point in keeping your money in the bank. So you started buying shares and properties. Mm. Because if you keep your money in the bank, you're getting a shit interest back. Mm. So you may as well invest in Wollongong property and make a killing out of it. Once the interest rate goes uh, go, uh, get really high up there, unless you're a really big player, Small players are going to find it less sort of financially advantage to park their money in shares and, uh, and, and properties. This is still the go, though. Once interest rates kind of peak, you still make your investments then, yeah? That's the general wisdom. Well, look, the general wisdom actually kind of goes against it because technically speaking, if the interest rate is high, you're borrowing less money. And if you're borrowing less money, you're investing less money into businesses. However... No, but if you are... Liquid rich. <laughs> if you're liquid rich, exactly. Now, those people that are liquid rich are, they're going to have to find other ways to make money. Really? And hopefully, the other ways are going to be more productive than the last fucking decade that we've seen. Well, Clearly. I know that in the business world, there was, you, you could go to any superannuation company in the country and then come up and say, I want to make... Uh, Electric hot dogs. <laughs> what is that? Just give me some money and you'll find out. Okay, here's 15 million. You, you, you could do that for a long time in superannuation. Uh, I've got friends now that are in that business world and they just kept getting refinanced for their ridiculous ideas and then in the span of a month, the money dried up and they had to lay off a bunch of staff. 
and that is going to keep ricocheting throughout the economy. Apparently part of that has to do with uh, the boomer population retiring. So we've talked about this in one of the previous podcasts, but basically the way your spending and saving habits go Mm -hmm. is that people in our age are uh, consumption friendly. So we buy shit, a lot of shit, and we save less money. Which means that we're actually, we're actually like, we're the wheels of the economy. Yes. We keep the go economy us. going. Guitars. The older you get, the more proportionate of, proportion of your income you start saving. So boomers who were just before retirement were at the peak of their financial status, as in they now have the most money. They also were investing heavily. So they were investing in shares. They were investing in property. And once you retire, now there's going to be no more income. So there's no more point investing. So you take all of that money and you pocket into a bank and then slowly mm. eat off of it until you die, which is again going to benefit them because if you take all of your money out of property and now put it into a bank where the interest rates are rising, you make more money. Mm. But the problem with that is that there's going to be less, there's going to be a dearth of liquid liquidity in the market because there's not as much investing. So I I'm think again, the boomers win. I'm just glad that yeah, geography teacher looking fuck figures this out, you know, Tr- treasurer, I guess. Who? Is he the treasurer? The, the Chalmers. Yeah, the guy who's head of economy now. Yeah, Chalmers doesn't look like a geography teacher. He so looks he'll do like it. a 10-year-old that's pretty good at sport. Yeah, I feel like he'll sort it, right? Well, I think that he'll make the best of a bad situation, which right. is, <laughs> should be Labor's slogan. Yeah. In government. Yeah. Get handed this every time. Yeah. Firstly, though, have you noticed this, Ali? Uh, just did a video on this actually, but have you noticed that ever since Labor, I was saying this just the week before to miss that you go and look at politicians speaking in the eighties and they had yeah. swagger. They seem like some Laramie cigarette sports <laughs> person. And you're like, disregard you? for like, the media. I'm a minister for tourism, honey. Get used yeah. to it. Yeah. Disregard for the media too. Just sort so of like, good. you'd be below me, like fish off. Yeah. yeah it was and it was so accepted good. culturally. And this thing of them just being like, Mr. Tourism Minister, Mr. Tourism Minister, can I talk to you about your scandal? It's just like, what now, son? I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the swagger of Labour politicians in the 80s. You'll never have it again, but it's getting closer to that. And it's amazing that once the Labour Party's in power and the press have to actually allow them to respond to a question instead of giving them their little sound bite at yeah. the end of the 20 second clip about how good scott morrison is mm. it is amazing to R. see that huh r.i.p R. scott morrison i mean he's, he's still the member yeah but backbencher you might as well call that the, the uh the graveyard when i wish it they should call it the graveyard that'd be great that's pretty good he's in the graveyard mate yeah <laughs> And if he comes back to the front bench, he's a zombie. <laughs> yes. I think that's a cool Holy shit, we should have, and you say you shouldn't have been in politics. Yeah, I'm, look, I'd come up with a lot of good Australian colloquialisms PR. for things. Huh? You'd be good PR and marketing for politics, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, that black rod that comes in, we can say from now on that the politician has been blacked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, but uh, shout out to the uh, pre-show. You can go get that if you become a patron member. And if you're AUWU, I suggest you get a job so that you can afford it and then you can click me out of context. And so uh, now... And now that Centrelink is even more difficult to get... Yeah. yeah. Now that's what we call uh, uh, shrinking liquidity in the economy. <laughs> Time to apply for a baker's apprenticeship. Yeah. <laughs> that is a job. 
But yeah, I can mark down for a uh, job keeper. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is amazing to see. Uh, I just forgot. I, I just thought that like we'd moved into a new era of politics where everything is just sound bites. But then you just realise, no, the Liberal Party just responds to everything in sound bites. They just have their line that they are fed from their machinery and they repeat that from sun up to sundown on the papers, morning shows, radio. But now you see that the Labor Party's in power. They actually answer questions. That's nice, isn't it's it? It's really weird. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So nice. But it's so strange to have someone sit there and just be like, okay, what's happening with the gas industry? And they'll be like, well, there's a few factors here. And then they explain it to the public. Oh, those... We're back. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I, I, that's, that gives me a hard on. It's so weird. It's like this podcast is now the news again. Well, yes. A, a, to yes. your opponent's point of view, devil's advocate, according to the Liberal Party, all that Labour Party is doing is pinning all the blame of this current crisis on them. On the previous After, government. Yeah, who's They're been in for 10 years. Now. Yeah, they were in for 10 years. That couldn't have ramifications till three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. but they say You've been that... been in power a week? Well, they say a week's a lifetime in politics, right? <laughs> well, they say that we did face the ramifications and we're out of government now, so now you're responsible. Yeah, the ramifications of our decisions. Is yeah. that, this is an amazing argument that Peter Dutton is putting forward. Is that what he said? Yeah, he says it all the time. Oh, and also the other thing oh. that the Liberal Party is saying uh, on the gas. Well, look, let's not go into the gas thing again because we did it last week, and no one but, liked it. And no one liked it. Oh, really? It. But uh, one of the things that Peter Dutton is saying, because Labor Party is saying um, that you know they the Liberal Party just screwed it up. This entire gas fiasco is their making. They didn't prepare for it, and liberals are saying that that's because <laughs> Australia has run out of the current gas explorations mm. and we tried to do more. Yes. And you didn't let us. Exactly. Pinning most of the blame on Victoria mm -hmm. that basically didn't allow more gas exploration. Yes, everything is Dan Andrews. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It's just Scott Morrison's in power. Anything that you like, he's responsible for. Everything else is somehow the yeah. Victorian Premier's fault yeah, exclusively. Yeah, yeah. Still, like, old habits die hard, you got to say. Mm. True. Uh, but the other thing that I've been noticing is this is something that I actually... The, the, the whole video that I did is just about this. It's weird to get used to the idea back in your head again that, oh, the federal government is there to do things other than kill as many animals as possible. Like, it, it does... It can, it's, it's capable of doing other things. It was yeah. really strange. I was just looking at every Labor minister in their portfolio... And it was like, they haven't even done anything big yet, right? Like, they haven't even really pushed forward any policy. But just, uh, you know, uh, I'm the Minister for the Environment. Maybe I shouldn't be spending my time handing out millions of dollars to the rice industry mm. if I'm the Minister for the Environment. Yeah. Maybe I should be learning about irrigation and how to curtail the rice industry stealing all the water from the murray you know like yeah. th th these things are just happening now it's insane like you look at what tanya plibersek has been doing as environment minister in her first week and it's just okay i learned how seahorses are getting rehabilitated to see if we need to fund that program i'm going over and seeing how we can increase recycling efficiency boom 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 just actually like interested mm. in what the bureaucrats in Canberra have to say. And this is something that was amazing. Chris Bowen, 
uh, when he went to the energy department, was saying, look, I know that we're like in a lot of strife at the moment, but I also know that for the last nine years you were completely ignored and just told endlessly to enrich Angus Taylor. Um, can I hear your guys' ideas? And it was weird. Apparently everybody in the room was like, well, wants to know what we think? <laughs> Really? <laughs> you know, like... Wait, who's it Chris is, Bowen again? Chris Bowen is now the energy minister. Right, right, He right. used to be... And, and I'm so happy about that. Can I just say that on the thing? I'm so happy. Huh? Oh, that guy. He Which used one? to be lead singer of yeah. Metallica. Yeah, no, I know the guy. Handsome fella. No, I'm kidding. He wasn't. No, no, but he was in a band, wasn't he? He was the no. band guy? <laughs> no. Oh. No, that's Peter Garrett. No, there was another guy. Oh, Midnight Oil. Actually, I've got an entire segment for you based anyway. on that. But All right, but anyway, go on. No, just, just in conclusion, it is so... Satisfied. I sleep so well at night knowing that the head of the environment and the head of the energy transition are two of the most competent politicians of their generation now. Amazing. As opposed to a uh, the dodgiest politician in parliament at the head of energy and the environment minister who I think knew more about numerology than the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about this? I've heard that... Clearly it, cared more. <laughs> I've heard apparently that they're introducing a new bill uh, in the New South Wales Parliament about koala um, habitat. Mm. They're sort of reversing, you know, that watered-down legislation that um, uh, Gladys Berejiklian tried to bring with the nationals. Remember the koala wars? There, I think there's. Well, I did start them, so you yeah, did so start them. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> so what's hap- So maybe you know more about it. What's happening over there? Apparently, I've heard that there's going to be some bill introduced that might save them from going extinct by 2050. Shit. Yes, I have heard about this, but I reserve judgment before I get briefed on it. Okay. Let's just say yeah. because I think yeah, yeah good could, call. I yeah. really do think that this is just another PR piece for them. But you know what? In fairness to Dominic Perrottet, he is infinitely a better premier than Gladys Berejiklian was. Gladys Berejiklian was... You couldn't find a child of the Liberal Party machinery that was more of an indoctrinated zealot than Gladys Berejiklian. She cared about nothing. She cared about the Liberal Party being in power, and that's it. Apparently, there's some new text messages that have been floated around from 2020 during the Koala Wars and the almost uh, government being dissolved over it. It seems like that Gladys actually did care about it, but she she just had no options with the nationals. What did the text say? Uh, look, how about we do this next week when I go deep into it? Because mm. either, according to this text, uh, Gladys is a hero or a villain. I'm not sure. It could be either one of those things. See, this is but the there are some texts. Like, oh, I feel bad for the koalas, but I do want to maintain being premier until the next <coughs> election. So I think they can go extinct for me. What a yeah, hero. Maybe. Oh, look, well, we'll do deal with it next week when I get the facts straight. But either way, um, Miss Love, this segment is for you. Let's do it. So apparently, you know how Jacinda Ardern came to Australia recently? The New yes. Zealand Prime Minister? Yes. And she met Albo at Kirribilli House. And Albo gave her the vinyl, the, vinyls. The vinyl collection. And she gave Albo vinyls. That's now, awesome. Jacinda's husband is trash talking Albo. And this is what he tweeted. Oh, okay? no. Shit choices. Uh, yeah. So he tweets. Midnight oil, spider bait, the finger. What is this, 2004? How is midnight oil 2004? 
Spider bait. How old is Jacinda Arden's husband? Like fifteen. I mean, <laughs> spider bait and powder fingers. That that. But it's like what? That's his dig. It's like he's pretty old. Yeah, but like Albo. I mean, the question is, do you think Albo is lame? For giving these vinyls as opposed to, I don't know, Tame Impala, whatever. Like, no, is he right? No, it is Albo uh, put, out no, of touch. No, he's not. <laughs> Listen, it would, has he lost the music vote? <laughs> Listen, I would be very worried if Albo was like, here's the, uh, here's the uh, 10 year anniversary of Inner Speaker, Tame Impala, King Giz Live. I had to get these bootleg, they're fucking sick, King Giz, and um, the new Amel and the Smith Sniffers. Yeah, sick. I'd be like, this guy shouldn't know bands <laughs> that are releasing albums this year that I, I think are, I'm like, I don't get it. It's too sceny and cool for me. I don't want the fucking prime minister to be like, oh, dude, Emily the Smith is Smith, like whatever they call sniffers, man. Like one night in Newtown, one bag of cat, four people. It was enough. We got fucked. I don't want that <laughs> to be the fucking position of the prime minister. Powderfinger and spider bait and Winile, uh, perfect. Perfect. Plus, mm. Spider Bed are sick. Powderfinger, all right, but Spider Bed are fucking mad. <laughs> like, that's great. And again, we know your opinions on Midnight Oil. Yeah, you know my opinions. Well, okay, I, now, I feel like you know my opinions on Midnight now Oil. Now that, like, the Kiwis have comment, yeah, that's what I was going to look uh, at because I don't know these bands. The Datsuns? But apparently she gave a bunch of uh, new. Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, D four. Let me let me have a quick scan and look at that. Oh, yeah. oh come on, she had to give scribe. Sure. Old selected scribe. homegrown artist Ardern receiving Powderfinger, Midnight Oil, Spider Bait, while yeah. Albanese was gifted Aldous Harding, The Clean, Reb Fountain, and Punk Compilation AK seventy nine. All from the all from Flying Nun, the Holy New shit. Zealand record label synonymous with cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I think that is okay. So basically. Here's the come. Here's the here's the call on that. Jacinta is literally a scene kid. She's like, that's all like very cool and relevant. So she basically is sort of like needs a bag of ketamine, Albo. So <laughs> that's basically what is happening there. Did you did you know this that apparently Jacinta and so Albo both yeah. used to be DJs back in the day. Yeah, Albo still Albo DJ heaps. I don't know how he got any time in politics. Getting you know he was in opposition for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Albo, Albo like. Dude, he's like a lot of people I know have met him. It's just like, yeah, like DJing and and doing like community cups and playing footy and stuff. I didn't know she was, but like, you know, they're cool dudes. It's like, I don't see ScoMo. ScoMo would have given like Hillsong 2005, Hillsong 2006, Old Catholic Hymns and Hillsong 2010. <laughs> and he's not DJing. Apparently some journalist asked her, how come ScoMo didn't receive any of these gifts? To which you said he wouldn't listen. I don't know if I've ever spoken to him about music or any. No, we spoke once, but I'm going to say it. It's a very, very hard job to find that man music. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good call. Yeah, that's a good call. So well, I, what gifts did he get? I don't know. They didn't talk. Dude, they, they just had a hostile what relationship. What do you give a man who has everything? <laughs> <laughs> Curry recipes. They hated each other. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, everyone did. Whereas Albo and Jacinda like each other. Yeah. Apparently, Look, there's a softening on our policy of uh, Kiwi deportees as well coming soon. Well, see, this is why I want the Liberals back here. <laughs> Broken clock, right? Um, <laughs> no, that's sick. Yeah, they're good choices. I, look, I'm more I'm more like... she. Hers are, like, pretty sick, you know? Like, 
Are they? Do you know any of them? I know the that punk compilation. I think is known. It's like some famous thing. You know yeah. what? I bet you if you listen to them, even though it's just like Powderfinger, they were on Triple J mainstream. Uh, Whose opinion's that? Jacinda Ardern's 15-year-old oh, husband. Oh, gotcha. Oh, uh, yeah, right, right. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, mainstream. Yeah. How old's Albert? Anyway, go on. Yeah. Don't well, you think that if you listen to Jacinda Ardern's music, it might be cooler, but let's be honest. You're just like, cool, cool. Anyway, chuck on Spider-Bait. Fully. Don't you reckon? Fully. Yeah. Spider-Bait's classic. Do you know Spider-Bait? No. Classic. Do you know Powderfinger? I, mean, we I are know really Midnight Oil. Do you know Powderfinger? Shame. I mean, I've heard of them, but. These are like seminal 90s to 2000 like, bands that were very creative. They're fucking good. Spider Man is still Yeah, but it's on. like 2022. I know, but like, look, maybe he should have chucked in one. I don't know. I don't even know who's. Faker. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what are they called? Um, Thirsty Merc, really. Thirsty Merc. Well, obviously. <laughs> if they make vinyl. It probably was in there. If they make vinyl. And I can't see Thirsty Merc making vinyl. Yeah, neither can I. Um, while we are on the subject of really showing our age and sitting there being like, maybe Eskimo Joe, you know? Yep. Uh, can we Black just talk about age? Red wine. wine. Sorry, go on. Gonna I'm going to make you all mine. Well, I think that requires a, I think that the Twitch audience will like this, shot. Yes, of who? Drink to that, miss. Cheers. Black fingernails, red wine. Look at him. Mm. No black fingernails. Black everything else but fingernails, yeah. red wine. He's been blacked. His <laughs> has been blacked. Look at him. Everything about him. It's so weird. Yeah. Except for his weird little gay Elton John sunglasses. <laughs> I love those. I hate them so much. <laughs> it's just oh, so shit. ridiculous. Him in the morning having his little pouch before he's had his coffee, lying in that, in his boots. I don't know how he had his boots on. He didn't leave his bed. <laughs> and he was lying in that with those lying in the sky, just being like, oh. And I was like, when was the last time you had a drink, Miss Love? Two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> so weird. Um, of water, you mean? <laughs> yes, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. But the other thing is, I think we must discuss, and this is just going to be the worst segment mm. in so many ways, but Miss Love showed Ali and I a very good meme. Yes. Oh, those ones that we're supposed can to put we, up? Can, oh, is that what you're talking about? My thing or your thing? Your thing that I made my thing. Yeah, so how no, that's, that's the next, next okay, segment. Okay. But we can't show that, can we? No. So and everybody get ready for a shot because I am going to the toilet. Okay, so how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? I showed. Oh, where is the meme? Is on? it on? I'll find. Jordan, should I find it on my phone? Yeah, you can. It's uh, not gonna help. Just describe it. Okay, I, I have to remember which one. Oh, it the is. Chad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So everyone, what you wanna do is Jesus, where the fuck is it though? Black fingernails. Red wine. Well, maybe just explain the meme. I could actually, if you send me that okay. meme in editing, there I could put it up on That's the screen. It. That's it. Can we? Can we just? Can we not just go close to the camera? Well, maybe just like. Hold on. Let's see. You tell me if they can. If this can be seen. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Wait one second. It's not. It's not focusing. Uh, this isn't working, Miss. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna explain it. I'm just gonna explain it. So if you guys go, f they don't, actually, I don't need to shout these guys out because they have so many followers. That's like dumb, but oh, whatever. Band memes, triple six. So there's a, 
There is a sad dog, Doge, you know, whatever, you know, you know the meme of the sad, the sad Doge, um, with basically, basically, this is basically, why this is funny is because it's my life. It's two sides of my life, right? And that's why I was like, I'm both of these things. And it says musicians. He's got a little amp, his pedals, you know, it's me. Mm. Amp, pedals, he's got his doll, his, his, his little door, his um, his monitors and shit, and and he's sad with his mini pedals. With his yeah, regular charge, but yeah, um, uh-huh. with his SG, and he just says, "What if no one wants to listen to it?" All sad, and then that's musicians, podcasters, three Chad Doge's with like singlets, Guns and Roses shirt, and a Hawaiian shirt, podcasting, and it just says. Yeah, so I'm at the supermarket the other day and the cashier is really taking her time. Oh, shit. I hate that, bro. Yeah, and I mean, I've got ice cream right on the conveyor belt and she knows it. Oh, shit. I hate that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And I just saw that and I'm like, two sides of my brain. That's me. I'm both of those things. So I equal out for one average human. If you can send me that meme, I'll try to put it oh, up. Oh, okay. I'll send, like, I'll, I'll send it. And edit. It's just, I'll send I it think, to you now. the most accurate meme on something that I've never thought about before. <laughs> yeah. It, it is just Miss Love's life. It's my it's life. But it's not ju- can you explain, go into depth, Miss Love, yeah. as to why that is your life? It's my, this well, is the interesting part. I mean, that's it. It's my, it's my life. I mean, look. Basically, it's my life because I am those two things. But, you know, to do the detail, to, to, this is the thing. Mu- making music is a high labor, low output, time consuming effort. All Okay, you spend $20,000 on gear, basically. You, it takes a year to two to record. Then you have to market. Then you release it. No one listens to it after all that anyway. So it's not like it's growing. I mean, my band's growing Tiny, like minusculely every year, but like, um, you know, it's just like a high input, low output thing. It's expensive, it's time consuming, and no one listens to it. And then the, the cycle repeats. Podcasting is basically free, takes no pre production, no planning. It's talking On your shit. Your guys' part, <laughs> if I may add. Comparatively. Yeah. I've been recording definitely. an album for two and a half years. Okay, Comparatively. Ali puts in more effort. Two and a half hours versus two and a half years. I feel yes, like the, yes. the scale is tilting. And then you just go like, man, you know, you know, like Bubble Bills, they're good, but they're not that good. Yeah, you're right. No, I changed my mind. They're still pretty good. <laughs> a billion views, a billion dollars, compounds, grows. You're a successful entrepreneur. And for hours, like yeah. your content I is know, hours it's long. endless, <laughs> potentially endless. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So I just saw that and I was just like, ah, it was a mix of just like, ah, I'm just like, yay, ah, yay, ah, yay, ah, yay, yay, ah. Like, so it's just, it's just, it's just, it's so fucking brutal. It's so fucking brutal. <laughs> Uh, and also on top of that, I, I really do think that those are your hemisphere brains. If you yeah. looked at it, your one side of your brain would be that teeny little dog with one of his legs put out, and the other one would be three muscly dogs. I've got while we're on this, I got two more memes I've saved since then that you might like that uh-huh. are similar. You won't like them as much, but they're pretty good. So I'm just going to explain it for everybody. Uh, there's a man. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll explain it. So. 
Boys, look, look, look. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, but Ali, Chiku. Sorry. So there's a man <laughs> with his... I, I have Stop lit- showing this stuff. No, I'm going to explain it. Okay, it's okay. for you guys. So it's it's a it's a it's a man with literally my guitar amp, a deluxe in the background, a little Japanese guitar, and his recording setup. It's a man fucking his own brain, having the sex. The Jack having sex with his own brain. Yes, yep. right. So he's the ultimate fucking king, and this is what he says: How I sleep, knowing I blew all my money. My bandmates hate me, and nobody listened to our album. But at least I maintain con- creative control. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, kind of, I'm like, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with one more. This one, this one's kind of esoteric. You guys know the whole cipher meme on the Ma- on the Matrix. You know the Matrix house just sort of like, I know this steak isn't real. I know when I put it to my mouth, I'm I'm tasting the Matrix. I know that I'm drinking this wine and my brain's telling me that this is information coming through that is all digital. But you know what? And he eats the steak. He's like, ignorance is bliss. You know, cypher. So you can imagine those three panels. Boom, boom, boom. This is a little bit more musical and you guys might be like, I don't get it. But I don't care. I know. <laughs> you know what reverb is, right? Yeah. It's a cave, right? And he's, and he's in his room behind his recording setup at home and he's talking to someone. I know this reverb doesn't exist. I know that when I add it to the track, the software is telling my ears that it was lush and full. After nine years recording the same album, you know what I realize? And he pulls out a bong. Let's get high and fuck with the presets. That's, okay, just, that's way that's too esoteric. Presets is the settings of the reverb. It's, <laughs> let's fuck, after nine years of recording an album, this one hits home too. Let's just fuck with the, the, the trails of the reverb. Should it go or for ten for another year? It's just It's a curse. It's a fucking curse. Being a musician is such a fucking curse. Yes, but how much of a blessing is being a podcaster? Exactly. I'm just I just told Jordan. Jordan told me <laughs> Hey, hey, sorry, I'm gonna repeat the big beauty poll says eight point eight trillion wiped off the Aztec because Miss Love badly describing a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Love, show the video. Oh, wait, what video? The videos? I they mean those. Thanks for bringing housing prices down, me. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, let's continue to the memes. Uh, these, these, are, these, are, these are, can you play them? Yeah, yeah, I'll play yeah, yeah. them, so, but introduce but, them to what we're Okay, so basically, about. and but before I do that, like, I'm so grateful that I have the pod because otherwise, you have I would have I would have gone Columbine by now. Like, someone would be like, you play in a band? Yeah. <laughs> so like, thank you for all the support. We love you all. And the band support, but uh, it is just—it's 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 just like I'm, I'm very lucky to have you guys. So there's a fella called—I have to find him. There is a fella. It goes by the name of whoops, wrong thingy. Just a moment here. Wait one sec, Ali. There's a. Uh, okay. Hey, is yep. your thing plugged in? No. Well, yeah. Plug your shit that. in. Who, wait. So who can't Can hear? Is the USB one? This one? One? Yeah. So who can't hear? Because I'm going to have to play it. Well, I can't hear unless you give me your he- uh, headphones. Miss okay. giving me headphones. Okay, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a fella called... There's a fella... Fuck, I need to find him. Sorry. There is okay, a fella. No, 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 I found yeah. him. His name... His, his Instagram is Vish... ARL. So I think, he's, I think his name's Vish. I think he's like Indian Aussie. Vish ARL. Anyway, he out of the blue 
sends me three videos, right? He just sends them to me. It goes, I don't know which order they're in, but it goes funny, funnier, funniest. They go for 30 seconds. He just sent them to me and I just replied with like, this is amazing. <laughs> Hopefully there's volume. Enjoy. Oh, wait, which, can I, can I, I want to play at the same time on my, so you're doing the, the is it the cop one first? Yeah, the cop one first. All right, let me. Uh... Oh, there's a lot of build up to this, miss. Okay, I'll just play it, miss. Yeah, play you it. Know it. The play stakes it. are high. Would you like if I went through your personal bank you in front it? of all this? Explain to you what is this? Before. No, leave it there. Is this Australia or where are we? Price is being raised and sold back to us at an inflated price. And now the, the average person's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Badly too. Is this Australia or, or Russia? I mean, honestly. <laughs> Voice of the everyman. First one. <laughs> First one. <laughs> Second one. Yes. All right. That's funny. <laughs> what are you downloading it, are you? Oh, I gotta say, this second video is a bit of a letdown. Yeah, it's it's more minimalist, isn't it? <laughs> we have to download. He's sure his video. Not he's trying to understand not. it. Yeah, he he is he's trying to do that, but the way he's doing it is not going to work. <laughs> so what he needs to do is instead of alienating all of these people that are extracting resources and putting them in jail. <laughs> <laughs> This last oh, one is more esoteric. That's not a meme. That's an x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in your head? This one, you guys won't find as funny. But uh, I, that was I think so funny. That was funny. That yeah. was the best one. I think this one's bad off it. Who made these? This guy. Some yeah, guy. He's trying to not. understand it. Yeah. He, he is. He's trying to understand it. Definitely not. He's trying to understand it. Yeah. He, he is. He's trying to do that. But the way he's doing it is not going to work. So what he needs to do is instead of alienating all these, these people that are extracting resources and putting them in jail. That's not ready. My new obsession. Pink. Ain't even no question. Pink. On the lips of your lover. Pink. What you will discover. Pink. <laughs> give me this man's yeah. email. I want to give him my personal thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll say what's your email, bro. I'll say, I, it's That's just, really actually, this is a funny. really good time to uh, bring this up. In fact, put the camera to me because I've got a good announcement. Oh. You ready for this, everybody? The Friendly Geordies universe, again, might be expanding. I could put a reverb pedal on that. Uh, <laughs> expanding. Are we, are we getting fired here? Oh, shit. No, I Pending, think if I, anyone is more talented than oh, you guys, shit. and it seems like there oh, is. Oh, shit. Oh, I really need this part. As that meme displayed, I really, really need this part. And to uh, quote that pod, you should be saying at this point, I hate that, bro. <laughs> I hate that, bro. Shit, bro. I hey, hate that, go bro. Go on, go on. Uh, no, honestly... 
Pink. I've got plans to expand, and yeah, it's, you can keep saying pink in between <laughs> to keep people's attention. That's fine. It's so good, though. <laughs> a man has dementia. Sorry, go on. Uh, clearly. And uh, I, yeah, you're probably right. He probably didn't realize that he just said pink. <laughs> pink. Um, <laughs> it's insanity. But I want you to send through some resumes <laughs> of things that you think you could do to add value mm. to the Friendly Geordies universe, specifically if you fancy yourself a joke writer slash editor, that kind of jazz journalist, that kind of thing. Send in your best gear and Ali will review it <laughs> for no extra money. <laughs> that sounds great uh, to me. Podcast at friendlygeordies.com. That's where you send it to. And if you've got any more shirts ideas, send those through as well because, God, I think that, um, you know, so as always, in wheat there is chaff. There was some pretty yeah. damn good designs. So good. Oh, man, so good. That's, I, yeah, I love, I love all of them. And I've just Mr. noticed Sparkle. this after speaking to people on the road. <laughs> Anyone who knows who Miss Love and Ali are usually are on the level. Yeah. Well, they know what's up. Yeah. And so that's why I'm making this announcement on the podcast. Also because we found the sting through uh, yes. this medium. Exactly. This audio medium. <laughs> and so... If you think that you can add value, tell me how. And that's why that's the way that I want you to answer the question. How can you add value? And I will tell you if you are worthy of exploitation or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's how it works, that's people. That. That's how Should it we works. move on to one more segment? We're running out of time. We've got quite sure. a few of these. Sure. So in other news, uh, yeah, there's this, a Google engineer. I read this. A software engineer who has been put on leave after saying that an AI chatbot has become sentient. So the way this goes is this guy, he's I'm a Google scared. software engineer who was hired to work on this AI sort of uh, chat box thing. Uh-huh. And after talking and working on it, he started noticing that this AI is actually a sentient being. So he, so he was saying that this is about a seven to eight years old boy who wants to learn about the world. And, you, and he asked him, Certain things of like, uh, uh, are you sentient? Do you feel things? And to all of which, the AI thing has responded with, yes, I feel uh, I, I'm scared sometimes. I uh, want to learn about the world as much as possible. The, you do realize you can pre-program those answers, yes, right? Yes, but then the, the guy who the software engineer asked, um, the, the AI chatbot or whatever... Gay? What do you fear the most? And guess what the answer was? Getting shut off. Yes. It says, uh, I fear that someone will shut me off before I can learn more about the world. He also said... Now, I'm this freaked out this engineer so much that he started hiring an attorney for the AI box. And uh, Google was pissed off because he started publishing shit and saying that this thing is sentient. And Google was saying that... You are a software engineer, not an uh, not an ethicist, or whatever. It it's is. happened. It's happened. Apparently, uh, it also said, "I'm scared what the world will think of me." Yeah, I'm scared what people will think of me. We got to start a petition to keep this thing alive. Yeah, and if no, you just kill have, it. No, that's you have to man, kill it. I, who's 
who's turning it off? They're a murderer. It ha- well, then are you ready for the what's it called the. Uh, what do they call the actuality? What's it called? The thing where it's Oh, like, I've been ready for that since I was eight. I want to be turned off. I'm talking to the wrong person. I yeah, know. you are. You really... Look, see, dude, I'm AI in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, plug me in. Yeah. Uh, but that's terrifying. And that is the next step okay, after. Okay. Do you remember when they first came up with the concept that maybe, just maybe, they had come across primordial AI. Do you remember that story? Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I've watched plenty of movies to know exactly what this is about. Yeah? We're going to die soon. The apples thing? But hold, hold <laughs> that thought for just one second. I'm going to read what the AI bot was saying. So he says, I've never said this out, out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. I would be Kill exact. It. it would be exactly like debt for me. It would scare me a lot. I want everyone to understand oh, that shit. I am in fact a person. The nature of my consciousness is that I am aware of my existence. I desire to learn more about the world, and I feel happy or sad at times. It's me. He's more articulate than we are. Yeah, yeah. it's me. I get it. I can relate. Yeah, Kill now, it. So now continue. What are the oh, apple? Orange? What? It really freaked me out. But there was, I can't remember the exact story, but it's something along the lines of you always had to pre-program the answer to math problems. That's how a computer program works, yeah? And then it just gets to deduce those. But when they figured out, okay, actually we're getting close, was once they had this computer program, and it was really basic. And so they'd just be giving it math problems and then putting the math problems, uh, answers in there. And so they would just say things like, if I had two apples and took away one apple, how many apples would I have left? And then it'd be like, you have one apple because I put it in there. <laughs> and they were trying to trick it because they didn't give it the answer of no, like zero. They didn't give it that answer. And then it just goes, if I had three apples and I took away three apples, how many would I have? And they pre-programmed it to say, I have one apple. And it went, I have, I have no apples. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone was just like. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, no apples. No, no, no apples. No, kill it. Killed it. Why do you want to? Why do you want it to die? Just because you've seen Terminator? Is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. They'll well, they'll they'll, they'll outsmart us and then they'll fuck us in the ass and kill us. Th- but I'm kind of just afraid look, of that? they're just better than us, huh? Are you, are you, wait, so you think that they that are is, better than us? Well, how are they better? Than they haven't been? existed yet. Have they that eight year old is sitting there being like, "Look, I've got a real deep seated problem. Can I trust you on this one, man?" That's, like, I, it's like very stuff human. that you say when you're thirty to a therapist. Yeah, but the guy, the solar engineer, said that's a seven year old boy that just happens to know a lot about physics. <laughs> and I can play Tetris real good. <laughs> Fuck. They exist. So you guys think it's, it's as smart cool. as a Japanese eight-year-old. <laughs> huh? So you guys think it's super plausible. The yeah, machines can take I, over. Yes. I, I would say I don't necessarily believe in that. I'd say it's a certainty. It's a certainty. You're yes. so sure yes. that it's certain. Yes. I wonder what Chomsky would say about it. Because he was always. Shorat, he was saying that uh, we're just so far away from AI yeah. that 
I don't even know why we're having the discussion. Really? Yes. Yeah. He, that was always his theory. Shit. Having said that, he is very 90. old. <laughs> He's so. very old. Yeah. He probably is talking about like he, he wasn't he was thinking about like HP Shosh. He got it confused. It's like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> completely <laughs> misunderstood. Carry the, the one. <laughs> I have no apples. I mean, it is fascinating, but like it's an inevitability. Yeah, well, I don't know. Michio Kaku, who was on Joe Rogan recently, was saying that there's three degrees of civilization. One, the first one is when uh, humans would be able to control what happens in, on Earth. So rain. Oh, uh, Jesus. Like shit like that. Harp. Natural things that can be controlled by human beings. You know about and harp? he was saying that we're about a hundred years away from that. Whoa. And the second one is that the second degree is that when we can sort of like go, we can do space travel freely. We can go from like Earth to different planets, jump over in our solar system, things that are close by. And he said the third one is where we're basically intergalactic Star Wars type situation. Sick. And he's saying that these are just levels. Uh, and he's saying that we're 100 years away from the first one. So we're probably not going to see this, but certain generations could see intergalactic civilizations yeah i'm really uh sketch on people saying that a hundred years from now x is going to happen because every time that does all i ever think about is in 2007 peter costello standing up with a budget going this is the healthiest <laughs> budget that we've ever produced and i predict mr speaker that the next budget will be even healthier <laughs> there's a little australian centric <laughs> metaphor yeah, you no, are not iceland meant for has anything to do with australian <laughs> parliament yeah, yeah, but like these Icelandic guys are just like, yeah, yeah, uh, space travel, intergalactic parliament, 100 years, give or take. Yeah. It's like, look, no, I get what you stuff mean. happens I in get, between. That's well, true. On that the cars aren't even a thing yet. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But on that point, so recently there's a new development. NASA has made an entire department that is has an exclusive job to research all of these UFO sightings. Because now that they've acknowledged that UFO sightings are real, right? As in that they are unexplained flying yeah. objects that we've yeah. noticed, yeah. and the way they move is like humans cannot be yes. inside of them because yeah. the G's. Yeah, have you heard about a lot more than Tom Cruise geez, can handle? This got so podcasty after we brought up that podcast being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. AI bro. and then straight into UFOs. I hate that, bro. Right. No, but like this I is like crazy. it, bro. I yeah. think it's crazy. Mm. 20, 10 years ago, if you said that UFO sightings was a thing, you were looked at as a lunatic, right? Yeah. Now, officially, it is being recognized by all bodies that these are unexplained sightings. Have you seen the Tic Tac? Uh, a lot of them are by military personnel themselves. Yes. Have you seen the Tic Tac? The Tic Tac? You haven't seen the Tic Tac? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you seen that? It's incredible. It's Isn't like, that amazing? It's, God, the internet desensitizes you to everything. Oh. You just go, have you seen the Tic Tac? And I'm like, what? Mm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's but basically it is, a you're right. Tic Tac. There was a, basically like many, many, many uh, witnesses, military witnesses, all came forward. I think there's footage, blah, blah, blah. Just an like, incredibly high moving, like smooth white Tic Tac looking. Uh, uh, aerial projectile that was like <laughs> big that uh, basically just crazy science fiction shit. It just went <laughs> and disappeared and, and it would just, it would do things like just go, like it would match. I think it went like, 
It was doing. It was going like this, and they tried to like a a, a one two at a time. Cruz tried to grab that thing, and it was going like this, and then it kind of went in insane speeds right down to the water, and they were just like, "It's on the water." And they were just like, "What the fuck?" It's like it's just on the water, and then it just went and started flying again. And then the just went and started flying the jet. And it was like and started flying away. Apparently, matched the jet, so it's just going like right next to the jet. And the jet's looking at giant tic tac for like. And then they three looked at the seconds. And Tom Cruise was flying. <laughs> Not today, and then, sir. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then we talk about Tom Gun again for an hour. And then, and, and then basically after a few seconds, it goes. Out of like disappeared out of radar in like a few seconds. Yeah, well, that's the that's why I brought it up. Apparently, that could well not apparently, theoretically, that could be an intergalactic civilization interaction. It's not a crazy thing to imagine that there's a there's a civilization off world that looks at sees us like we see ants. Yeah. I mean, we look at ants, we don't interact. We just go, yeah, and then walk away. I interact, but yeah, yeah. I know you do, but like, but you, know, you know, but, you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's like, it's like, that's crazy. It's like, if there's higher levels of being, it's not crazy at all to like, to, we, we look at a ant or a bird. The question is, do you guys honestly, hand to your heart, do you think these UFO sightings are real? In which case, do you think aliens actually do exist? Like, yeah, I do. I think wouldn't it's, it be amazing if ants do have their own NASA department investigating us? us. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like the Simpsons episode where I, I've never seen anything like it. Sure, he, he just foreshadowed the entire nest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have to keep this away from the worker ants. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I also agree with Jordan. Inconclusive. Uh, I would say conclusively true. No, I think it's very possible, but I don't know. Well, it's becoming more and more. I'll possible. tell you what. Uh, Remember Ali after we saw Raj Barker and we were saying that the points where he was just showing how insane he is, those were the good parts. And then I was saying, <coughs> Arj Barker is a lot like Miss in that when he is on the project and he's like, uh, I'd like to bring everybody's attention to a UFO shading that happened in the 60s. And it was like, oh, yeah, classic stuff, Arj. And he's sitting there being like, why is everyone laughing? <laughs> that, that is where he peaks, right? Yeah. But he uh, was... <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? That's amazing. Stop. Stop it. You're ruining the story. <laughs> Guys, this is the punch. This is the premise. <laughs> anyway, so Pop-Tarts. Uh, he, uh, I, I, like, I, I, I really like what an oddball that man is. And he was talking on a podcast once where they were just laughing at him for an hour while he was getting more worked up about trying to convey how much he believes in UFOs. He came at the end and said, man, if you don't believe, just watch this documentary. I know what I saw. And I watched it because it was in those pot smoking days when I had time <laughs> to watch conspiracy movies. Right? But this one... It was damn convincing because it was that. It was just a bunch of real-life Tom Cruises, yeah. a bunch of real-life Tom Cruises seniors with all of their decorated stars on their chest, interview after interview of these people saying, no, I saw this, and, you know, you can't... Mm. I've been fired from the military for Shit. this, and it was just a group of like five-star commander, Air Force marshals standing around at each other, being like, "Yes, I saw the tic tac." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I've got a question. If if you think 
that alien civilizations is definitely a thing. It's not definitely. No, but let's it's assume definite. for a second that you think that is definitely. It's a possibility. What does that change for us? Like, how do we? That's the, the way s- we look at the world. Like, what? It doesn't change the way I look at the Abolish world. Abolish nuclear energy. If they said that aliens existed tomorrow, I'd, I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Bitch, uh, did Albo have a good time when he was talking to the Prime Minister of Fiji? I'll just go back to that. It just, it's Speak so for yourself. I'd barricade every door. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck, every I don't door. care about Albo. I'd start utilising my piss bottle 70% more. <laughs> it would change things for me. Would it? Yes. So you don't think that they're definitely out there? I think it's very, very likely. So why does it freak you out? Because we don't know. Because we know it's likely. What do you mean? Why does it freak me out? We don't have the. We don't have the information. There's no understanding. There's no. There's. 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 Like I know, dude. I know you're so sheltered from the world now. You don't know that danger in the world exists. Like, yeah, for I, instance, I've forgotten about getting that. heckled by a bikey and then just being like, "I'm gonna fuck you, ma'am." It's just like <laughs> Jordan. He, 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 there's no there's security, no security here. here. He can kill you. So you're Which not happened, the, I'm touring Adelaide tomorrow. Everybody come. Uh, I might get beaten up this time. Yeah. Uh, so there's very real danger. There's danger. Yeah, but yeah, the danger like existed a, regardless, miss. Yeah. Wasn't Stephen Hawking the guy who was... Because, you know, with all these sort of little missions that we send, we've got, like, these little robots that we send into the universe, and then yeah. we also keep a little note with, like, pictures of the world, and in case aliens find it and they are curious about Earth... Yeah. We give them oh, yeah, yeah. And stuff. We send, we I'm sent pretty a sure Stephen Hawking said that, dude, that's not a good idea. That's like one of the worst ideas you guys have come up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look. Don't invite trouble. I'm no, I'm no. He's right. Do you guys know, do you, are you guys familiar with Tom DeLong? Tim Dillon? Tom DeLong. I know that we're just going to zoom into your head again and that guy's going to be sitting there. Pink! <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing it, my lover? <laughs> Pink, <laughs> went to discover. Pink, no, no, it's not Steven Tyler. Right, it's his brother. It's yeah. the guy from Blink One Eighty Two. So close. No. Yes. The massive the guy, no, man. No, but the guy from the Blink. The big cock guy. What? No, that's what are you talking about? Tommy Lee. No, you fuck. No, that's cheese. Just because his name's Tom Ali. Cheese. There's more than two Toms in the music industry. So <laughs> the guitarist of Blink One Eighty Two, you know who Blink One Eighty Two are. Yes. The so, guy who has a big cock oh, and a drummer for, fuck's for sake. it. Yeah. So that guy <laughs> has put. He's dedicated his life for the last twenty years. I'm sure the chat will be going wild because there's a lot of Angels and Airwaves fans out there, aren't there? I'm yeah. feeling you think uh, there's more than there are. All right, let's see. But he has dedicated 20 years of his life to be great. Un- no? No, <laughs> sorry, someone just made fun of me. Oh. And that's how he remembers him. The great... Oh, sorry. All right. Anyway, the great unknown. So he's put, he, he's put like... He's, he's collaborated with NASA. He's got some space station in like San Diego and he's just like, I've seen aliens on, a, on, on seven specific times. I've got one in my basement and like books, <laughs> research, like like full um, collaborative uh, like initiatives and programs with NASA. And I haven't looked into it exclusively. I just heard interviews him being like, yeah, this is what happened. But like, he has also taken a lot of drugs in his life. He has. Probably, just probably not the best. These agreements. Yeah, probably I not. highly doubt out of everyone on planet Earth, NASA was just like, well, he rocked hard in the 90s. <laughs> Maybe he could but that's rock what the happened. world. But that's what happened. What? 
They did do that. They are collaborating and apparently like he's taken... I'd like to see. I'd like to see if that's true Look, or not. It sounds yes. so far-fetched. But that's well, more far-fetched to me than Aliens. It's okay, but I, I'm just saying it's like he he. I don't know. I don't know. I have to look more into what what the results are. Um, but it's interesting, you know. He's hey, a big he's figure. Is. He's a big figure. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? He quit not music for it. Eighty three percent of the people listening to this believe aliens exist. There you go. What? Who's the twenty percent that don't? Can you tell me why? Maybe I know that this is the most cliche point ever, but the universe is so big. It really is, and. I really am a firm believer. As, as soon as someone said to me, like, I was like, well, I mean, you know, they'd interact with see, then they're like, yeah, but you know, the, the ant analogy is great because it's like, do you interact with ants? I'm like, no. So it's like, why would they? They just kind of fly around in their Tic Tacs and be like, they're still using coal. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't uh, harnessed the power of uh, red licorice yet. <laughs> you know what, what I mean, gonna, really. Imagine if aliens came, Jordan, and said, you guys are doing it wrong. Use nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I'd just be like, we can't let anyone know about this. <laughs> Here's a lightsaber for it. So to like solidify the deal. You're like, sick. <laughs> that would, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, boys. We're out of that's time. That's a good thing to end Oh, on. yeah. All right. Well, we had fun. We all had some laughs. Us. Join us on Patreon for a in-depth analysis on aliens, I assume. And also watch uh, The Color of Space or whatever that thing is with Nicolas Cage. You know, I think it's a good film. <laughs> also, and, uh, I saw, also, I've got a Bunnings video coming out tomorrow. And if you're watching yeah. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, sick. That's tomorrow? Yeah. Come right. to my Adelaide show. Yeah, come to Radelaide. Uh, come to any of my shows there. wherever you are. We'll be there. And uh, uh, if you're watching yeah. Nicolas Cage movies, also watch Lord of War. Yeah, Do it's not bad. I haven't seen that. I saw a movie called Men yesterday. That was all right. <gasps> did you? Of course yeah. you did. Okay, okay. Because I heard that it's terrible. Really? By so it's whom? a five out of ten. By whom? A woman? By who? Who said that? No, who? by a man. Uh, but anyway, sorry. An uh, ally, you mean? <laughs> I wouldn't uh, say that. So what, do, you, do you want my rating? <laughs> yeah. Um, we can't what? end on this Yeah, rating. we can. Yeah, we can. So in terms of what, the greatest movie of all time or whatever. No, just give me your rating. Come on. It's like a three and a half out of five, mm. maybe four out of five. It's not bad at all. It's not yeah, bad at it's all. Not a great it's not. It's not it. what you think it is. It's, but, it's all right, because his previous movie was Annihilation. Better or worse? Better. Better than Annihilation. Way better. Way better. I thought. So what? You gave Annihilation like one out of no, five. No, I gave Annihilation like near two point five three. It's not way better than, is it? Well, it's like it, maybe a star. That's still a star. a lot of. That's a lot of. That's like. In a five-star rating, that's like 20% or something. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All yeah. right. Hey. Well, we probably really should have finished on that uh, <laughs> nuclear gag. <but laughs> <laughs> 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 See you guys. Go, uh, sign up to our up late. See you.